You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am here for deep, soul-level conversations and connections about spirituality. Step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. Hello, friends and listeners. We are so excited to have you back. And today we have a female liberation artist, a high priestess of audacity who is building a fempire as an act to reclaim three of the worst words women have been called, witch, bitch, and whore. She is a woman's empowerment coach that teaches women to walk their witch, empower their bitch, and free the whore. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the Horacle herself with us, Amy Lorbati. Thank you for being here. Hi. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to be talking to you. Me too. I've been looking forward to this for a while. And I, I love the way that our fields crossed because we met in a group of Reverend Brianna Lynn, who has been on this show, and you made a post on one of her groups and I you used words and I'm like, oh, I need to know her. Like I she she needs to we we need to connect. <laughs> yeah. And then you came to the pussy rave, which is I one of my things. Pussy yeah. Rave. Which yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about. But we're yeah, we, gonna talk about it. <laughs> we met in a super witchy place, of course. Yeah, it was amazing. So thank you for being here. This is very transformational work that you're doing. You are weaving your magic into ways that is awakening women to so many things, but one of them is around this awareness of how we have been limited by these words, right? We've been limited by these words, witch, bitch, and whore. So let's start with that. Like, how, how did you get to a place to start reclaiming this within yourself? Well, it's really interesting. Of course, the place that we met um, with Brianna Lynn, it was in one of her spaces where this, this whole... Um, body of work, I'm going to call it <laughs> that I'm doing really was born. And, um, I was working with her in a container called the coaching coven. And I really had a problem with the word coven because I had just come from a career in Hollywood, um, as a Hollywood executive and was making the transition into becoming a women's empowerment coach. And, you know, she, we had this meeting and she said to me and the other women that were part of the coven, um, I don't care what you call yourselves, but you have to claim the word, witch." and I was like, wait, nobody told me about this piece of, mm. uh, working with you. And I was just excited to get to be in a space with her. Right. Cause I knew, I know how, how powerful and magical she is. So I figured anyone she's calling in, I want to be a part of this. And, and then, you know, the witch part gets sprung on me, which I should have seen coming with the coven in the name of it, which I already was uncomfortable with, you know, because, um, I was like, I'll never work in Hollywood again was literally what I was worried about. You know, the, my backup plan was to go back to corporate. So it was really in the act of being able to get myself to even write the word, witch next to my name, mm. all of a sudden I started having like, like these horrific dreams and like visions of, of people coming to, to take me away and, you know, kill me. And, and, was in a panic over it. And, and basically everybody in the group was um, trying to talk me off of the witch ledge and, and just like going, it's not that bad, Amy, you know? And I'm like, no, this is the worst thing anyone could ask me to do. And, 
at the moment where I finally, you know, had been laying on the floor crying over this whole thing, you know, this is how traumatic it was to my being to claim the word witch. Um, and I was thinking to myself, cause I'd had a lot of training and coaching, like what in the hell is going on? Um, and there's, there's something attached to this. This is a word. And if I'm having so much terror over a word, there's got to be a lot of power here. And so in the moment that I was deciding to step forward to claim the word witch, you know, we had this group chat going and I wrote in the chat, I'm going to do it, you know, and they were all cheering me on. And we'd been writing these funny hashtags. And this one woman wrote, coat, hashtag coach, witch, bitch, whore, what else you got? I'm going to make them all holy. It was the longest hashtag anyone's ever written. Um, and at the time I also was having a problem with the word coach. I didn't like the word coach. And in the minute I read her hashtag, it was like this boom of divine guidance goes off in my head and says, you know, thou shalt reclaim witch and bitch and whore all at the same time. And I was like, shut up. Like, I like what I can barely do, witch, and so really what, what happened was this whole journey, like, what does it mean to reclaim the word, witch and bitch and whore? Um, and you know, I very specifically work with the words that I consider to be, I would say the worst, um, you know, some people would say that slut might be worse, but for me, these three words in, in, in the way that they were written in the hashtag, it was just like, boom, here it is. And, um, you know, it's been a couple of years now that I've been on this exploration of, of what does witch mean? You know, what does bitch mean? What does whore mean? And why are we so afraid of being called these words? Because women will absolutely self-censor themselves and shut themselves down just by the mere thought that a total stranger will think that they are either a witch, a bitch, or a whore. Wow. Powerful work. Yeah. And that's, that started with you. Like you were doing that internal process on your own. And I like that you shared, because I knew this was going to come up, that you had divine guidance along the way, that this is a part of your magic. Yeah, this uh, the, most people from the outside looking in, because a lot of people are like, what are you doing? Right. Because my brand is literally called Witch Bitch Whore. You know, I call myself the Horacle. Um, you know, I love it so much. I love it so <laughs> yeah. much. That's the part of me that's like, oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like what what. um you know, what, what does any of this mean? And, and why do they have this power? And, you know, the, the way I look at it is, and this is a law of, I think it's the, the second law of thermodynamics. I am not an engineer, but you've heard this law before. Um, and that is that energy can neither be uh, created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. And so to me, energy and power are, are basically the same thing. And so the energy that we as, as women are using to repress ourselves in this, in these areas, if we can turn this repressed energy into expression, you know, if every woman on earth stood up and said, that's it, we're done with this. We're done with, with being second-class citizenry. We're done with having our power suppressed. And, and the way that, that I've seen through myself is the power under these words is, is where women have the most um, have the most repression. And to me, the way I equate it in, in my mind, kind of working with divine guidance and from a divine standpoint, because everything I'm doing is, is divinely guided. Um, and most people would go, how is witch bitch whore divinely guided? Well, I work with Holy spirit, right? I'm that's to me, this is who I'm working with. And 
for me also, if you look at, you know, God, God is kind of the masculine feminine aspects. If you want to play in, in, in those kind of, you know, genderized buckets of, of the, the forms of, of God, right. The long forgotten form, the female form, right. Why is it only the masculine form of God that's represented in almost everything in the world? So to me, the powers under witch and bitch and whore are the denigrated aspects of the female form of God, right. Which is our spiritual power. Bitch is really, you know, kind of our, uh, like she's sort of the, em, the embodiment of power here on earth. Right. And, and to me, I, I attribute for bitch is like your mental power, you know, your emotional fortitude and kind of your embodiment power is bitch. She's the backbone. And then with whore, that's your creative and sexual power. And I'm, keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so these, and, and I like to say too, witch and whore are two sides of the same coin. Um, they're also often, you know, witches were accused of being whores and whores are often accused of being witches, right? Bewitching, um, you know, with their sexuality, which is, you know, inherently evil somehow. And so bitch is the backbone. And when bitch is strong, then witch and whore can really come out to, to play and express because they trust that, you know, bitch will keep them safe and protected. Um, so, you know, for me, it's also a reclamation of sort of the elements of, of goddess, Um, you know, that, that again, have been maligned and there's been so much fear and danger and don't touch these aspects of power for women that we're so terrified. We won't even go near it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that for thousands of years, women have actually been killed for being accused of these very specific words. So not only are are we conditioned to have this fear, but our bodies are carrying like genetically this wounding that our ancestors have had for so long. So I can imagine that part of the divine spirit that's lighting, that's supporting you and, and, and guiding you on this journey is similar to me, which is a long line of ancestors that are like, we couldn't do that in our time. You can now. So here you go. Let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people ask me like, why are, why, why are you doing this? You know? And I'm like, partly because I'm being guided to do it. And it's, it's like, you know, there's some divine guidance I ignore, you know, for a long time or possibly ever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you're doing it, you're like, I am totally ignoring that. Cause it keeps coming up. I'm ignoring mm-hmm. it, ignoring it. This one, it's almost like, it's not possible for me to ignore it. It's almost like, you know, the, the hand of the divine is like pushing me forward. I, I can't not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely easier things I could be doing, um, to be honest with you <laughs> than mm-hmm. doing this, but, um, you know, cause a lot of my work is terrifying to a lot of women and they can't necessarily consciously understand why, you know, because of what you just described, this long line of, of ancestral wounding for women, you know, and there's pretty much not a place on earth, I think, where you don't have at least some version of, you know, prohibition around the energies associated with, with witch and bitch and whore. It's like almost nowhere. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's the complete disempowerment of women, um, you know, has happened on a global level. And, we have so much, I think in many ways, fear that goes back for so many generations um, that sometimes women have, and this is through my work, I've seen this, there's a terror to connect with this power. There's a terror that if once they open it, it's almost like Pandora's box, that they'll never be able to put it back in. And and the, the vision they have of this power is that it's horrifying, 
right? And instead, this is some of the most beautiful, delicious, you know, power you can possibly connect with. You know, it's been really fascinating to see, you know, this happen. And, and I got a really clear vision of it with myself and which, you know, that, that specific lurk, I, I've been a bitch in Hollywood forever. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was raised Catholics and I quickly fell in with a horse, right. Cause you're either mm-hmm. a virgin or a whore. And I was very quickly, <laughs> I was very quickly amongst the horse. <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting. And, you know, there's still 13 different countries in the world right now where you can be tried and sent to prison for being accused of being a witch. 13 countries in the world right now, women can still be convicted, tried, sentenced, put in jail for even just the accusation that they are doing something that falls under that country's heritage of what it defines to be a witch. So that's, that's real. I can, I can see why that's real. I do that work too. And as you know, I'm doing my Mm -hmm. own reclamation of the witch and I feel like I'm starting like this witch movement. Like my, my next step is this activism around specifically women that are doing witch work. So I, I totally understand. And it is, it is hard. I I have a perfect example to share and that's, um, we're going to talk about the pussy rave real quick because I think Mm -hmm. this is uh, something so fascinating that people are really just even, we're not, we haven't even gotten into that word. That's a whole, we're, a we'll whole get other to that. Word. A whole other but, word. But even having that conversation within my own spiritual communities of individuals that are aligned and awakened to all kinds of different edgy ideas, right? As activism, even me using those words, pussy rave made ex- everybody extremely uncomfortable and, I recognized then that, oh, didn't make me uncomfortable. Well, first of all, because I went. So I know it was a it was a, a medicine journey of music. I know mm-hmm. what it did to my body. And it was difficult for me to explain in words. And yet I refused to take the word pussy out in order to have people come in to experience it. Because like witch, bitch, and whore, that's part of the work like you did in Reclaiming Witch. Like that's that's part of the work within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, again... <laughs> The, the pussy rave. Um, yeah. Okay. We should talk about it now that let, I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the pussy rave. Cause it's, it's literally one of my favorite things that I do. Um, and I, we're coming up on the first year anniversary mm. of the pussy rave, which is happening. Um, uh, I don't know when this podcast will be heard, but it's happening on December 18th, which is this coming Saturday. And I'm really excited because, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a whole year. Um, and I do it with my partner, um, in real life. He's, he's, he's my, my, my love. Um, and he is a 30 year, uh, all vinyl DJ. He's never learned to do any kind of digital, um, DJing. So the music that we play at the pussy rave is curated, um, by a real DJ. This is not me on my Spotify list. This is Mm -hmm. someone who has, um, many, many years doing this work. His name is Garth and, and for the pussy rave, he's the hound. So the Oracle and the hound bring you, Mm. um, the pussy rave. And, you know, when I first conceived of this idea, I had been listening to Garth's music when we, when we first started dating and I had never been in, you know, to psychedelic music or, you know, I kind of, I like to call the pussy rave sometimes it's a real ecstatic dance, right? It's euphoric dance. It's, it's, it is medicine ceremony delivered through music. And when I first started listening to Garth's music, I would notice that I would go kind of into trances, whether I was dancing or whether I was journaling and I would, you know, kind of go into an altered state. And 
I was, you know, I've done medicine ceremonies. I've sat with a lot of plant medicine and I was noticing that I was going into a similar kind of state that I would go into with plant medicine and I would experiment and I'd shut the music off and all of a sudden the trance would just boom was gone. And so I thought to myself, look, if this is happening to me, there are more women that need this on planet earth. Like this is a transformational experience, you know, that I have not experienced. And I've done like a lot of stuff in the spiritual realm. You know, I, like if there was something that you could do, I've done it. Um, and, and I'll just so, tell people that want to know more about your journey. We're going to put a link to your podcast yes. in the show notes. So you share a lot of the journeys you've been on yourself. So we will link that up so people can go learn more about you that way. Yeah. And, and so I really quickly realized that, holy crap, I'm throwing a medicine ceremony every month with these women. And I started to really hold the container in a different way. I started setting it up as if I were holding, you know, ceremonial space. And what happens every pussy rape, everyone is different. Um, the hound is channeling the moon, the full moon for us. We, we broadcast from high atop, which mountain, um, you know, and the moon is rising up over the lake and, mm. you know, so the moon energy is being channeled through the divine masculine for us to dance. And my vision is women all over the globe dancing to the same music at the same time. Um, and, and the things that I've seen happen at the pussy rave are, are amazing. Like almost every pussy rave, I'll, I'll literally see, I call it the goddess comes into somebody and it's like, I can see it's them, but they've now been almost like animated by this divine energy. And it's like, you're seeing their divine self, their highest self. Um, I've had people come and, you know, one woman wrote like, I don't know how many poems at the last one. I've had people literally, you know, I see some of them pull up chairs and they start writing and they're like, oh my God, I just downloaded an entire course, you know, during the pussy rave. And I'm like, what? Um, but the and you word, saw, you saw me paint, like I yes. I've been to two now and I will absolutely attest to the trance. So you, you said, said that at the beginning when you're setting the container. And just for those of you that are listening, it's you're meeting via zoom with your microphone off, uh, video on, but the music is being streamed through a, a prof like a professional music app. So you can yeah. link it to a speaker. So it's good. Um, but you set the container. So I, I, the first time I didn't know what to expect. I, I went into the container with you. I was doing my own rituals. And you did say that at such and such time, we usually we go into a trance state. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm listening to the music. You know, I'm doing my rituals. I was sitting on the floor and it was probably 30 to 35 minutes in that I wanted to dance. And I've never danced on video like, like that before. And I danced the first time I danced for two hours. And then I took all of my gear with me out into my studio space. And then I painted and I set up my camera so you could see that I was painting. Yeah. I think I, I posted the picture that I painted yes. that night. And then I came back into my space and I danced for like two more hours. Like it was a, like five hours went by in no time. And the notes that I took that was happening during the dance, the experience in my body was really, really profound. Like that painting, that set of pictures are wild, like so wild. Yeah. I call it dropping into the pussy vortex. Mm. Um, and it's like, I can feel it when it, it, when it starts to happen and it's like, okay, we're in. Right. Mm. Um, and I'm going to hop back for a second on the, on, on the word pussy. Um, cause we, we were talking about this and, and it's interesting cause when I was creating this, um, and I got my, my partner to agree to play music, <laughs> um, 
you know, and, and, and this was in the middle of, of coronavirus and he, he hadn't played for almost a year because they shut his business down completely. Mm. Right. Um, and so when I came up with the name and I told it to him, I said, I'm going to call it the pussy rave. And he's like, both those words, he goes, I don't think that's a good name. He said, both those words have really negative connotations. And I said, every word I work with has a negative <laughs> connotation, you know, and, and, and it's both pussy. The reason I called it that is because it's, you know, to some people it's offensive. Right. Um, and it's also a reclamation. Um, and, you know, I was very much influenced by, you know, Mama Gina's book, Pussy, um, because when I first started reading that book, I was like, this is disgusting. Right. And then I, I came to understand, you know, that very similar to witch and bitch and whore, that this is also a reclamation. Um, and the word rave has a negative connotation. Um, Garth, my partner was there in the United Kingdom when the, the first movement of, of what the rave was started. And that's when they first were pairing, you know, this new drug called ecstasy with um, this music, the psychedelic music. And they were going into transcendental transformational states. Like this became like almost like a, an evangelical lifestyle for them mm. because they were seeing what would happen um, when people were dancing collectively together. And to me, this is what I call an experience of collective ecstasy, mm. right? Because you're in a, you're now in a field, like in real life, we're doing this on zoom right now. Like my dream is to have this in real life, but you know, the experience of being in a field of people in an ecstatic, open-hearted experience magnifies it and creates an even more transformational experience for everybody who has put themselves into this portal, let's call it. So for, for me, um, you know, and, and the experience like you had, you know, dropping in a witch group where, you know, you would think people would kind of get it, but there's still a lot of resistance, even amongst women who are doing a lot of reclamation work around witch and bitch and whore. Also pussy's a challenge. I, I got a text message from my mom one day saying, I hate the name, the pussy rave. Right. And I was like, you know, I text her back and I said, another satisfied customer, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, and another friend of mine shared my, my post for the pussy rave. And she got like shamed on it. Mm -hmm. You know, this woman commented on it saying how horrible it was that somebody would be using these words to market to women, you mm. know? And I was like, mm. Oh God, you know, and this is right before I, I started the pussy rave last month. And so, um, it takes an act of courage. I think also for a woman to say yes to the pussy rave and not know what the heck she's walking into like you did. Right. Mm -hmm. You, you didn't even know anything. You just saw my post. You'd never seen me before. And you're like, I'm in. Right. <laughs> I felt, I felt you. I, there was no question. I was just in there was for sure. I actually cleared my schedule. I had plans. I cleared my schedule to be there because there was something about the energy of the way you were showing up even somewhere else that I'm like, Oh, okay. This, this is for me for sure. And yeah, I didn't have any idea what to expect. And I didn't think I would dance. Like I had my stuff set up to do my rituals as I would normally. I didn't really have space set up to dance, but I couldn't not. For me personally, I went into that place. And make no mistake, like in-person has its own benefits to experience that, but you are creating a portal for us to be in there, even if we're in our own locations. It's still, the portal is still opening. Yeah, for sure. And I think that there's something really also beautiful about the opportunity for, uh, you know, someone who's attending the pussy rape to experience it in their own mm. place, right. Around their own things. And, and, you know, sometimes people come and do their full moon rituals in company with us. 
right? You know, mm-hmm. they're off doing their own thing. They're just listening in, or, you know, maybe they've got the zoom set up, you know, almost every month, someone will bring in the moon, like they'll be outdoors with the moon and they'll, you know, they'll be sharing, you know, their visual of the, of the moon with us. Um, and, and, and it's really a safe space. Your home usually is a, is a safe space. And one of the things that I noticed, um, you know, when I would go, to, um, you know, to dance with other humans is in the original iteration of the, of the rave, it was a very communal experience and everybody really took care of each other. And there wasn't the predation on women, um, that often happens in spaces. And, and I noticed that there's, uh, on myself and, and with other women, when you're in public and you're dancing and people don't understand what you're doing, because a lot of times there's this belief that your physical expression is for others consumption, Mm. you know? And, and this is, I'm performing for you. No, I'm dancing for me. I'm dancing for my pleasure, not for yours. If Mm. you know, and so, Sometimes if a woman is, is freely dancing and is really connecting to the energy of the music, um, there can be a misinterpretation, you know, if, 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 you know, people aren't, you know, understanding what is the purpose of this experience, like, you know, it it almost be like, let's say you're at a medicine ceremony. And if you've sat with medicine, Mm -hmm. like you don't have any kind of sexual contact or you're not taking any action from somebody else as an invitation to, to that I'm sexually available, right? Mm -hmm. Like they really try to, to keep that because if you're in an altered state, you know, you don't want that kind of, of, of energy there. And so, you know, I wanted to create an experience where women could completely liberate themselves to dance and, you know, one of the most common things that happens, and, and it was a little bit of an, of, of the experience, like it sounded like for you is a lot of people are not comfortable dancing, whether it's on camera or, or being witnessed or, you know, anything like that, because there's also been such a prohibition on our free expression of our bodies as women. That old conditioning is still so prevalent that if I move my body this way, I am asking for something. Exactly. As opposed to this is how my body wants to move in this moment because this is what joy feels like. This is what ecstasy feels like. This is what that open vortex feels like. That's how I move. This is what the vortex feels like and for me. And um, yeah, it, there, that conditioning is still... It's, it's a big one. And this is amazing. You're doing amazing work, like holding the pussy rave every month. I hope you're going to continue it through 2022. So whenever anybody's listening to this, I'm going to have some sort of link somewhere in the show notes, because we know with these types of podcasts, as you know, people listen to them at all different times. Yeah. So if you find this, we will put a link, go find Amy and see if the pussy rave is still a go. And, and I'm hoping that it is always and forever going to be a big part of what you do. I hope so too. I mean, there, you know, it, it's, it's energetically a lot to put this on every month. And, and right now it's donation based only. I don't charge a set, you know, fee for this experience because I want women from all over and and look in the future, if you're listening to this, I don't know what I'll be doing then, but, but my intention right now at this moment has been to create an experience so that any woman in any country, anywhere in the world can come regardless of her financial means or or what country she's in or what kind of, if she can get to the pussy rave, she gets to participate in the pussy rave. Um, you know, so I, I, the way I, I do it is with donations. Um, and you know, from a container holding standpoint, um, the longest we've raved has been 12 hours. We, 
pussy. Yeah. We once did a 12 hour pussy rave. It like, and I think we just, me and, and, and Garth wanted to see, can we physically do this? Um, because I dance the whole time, right? I dance for however long to me, it's sort of like, that's, that's the ceremony for me is, is, you know, moving with the music and dancing. Um, and then, you know, holding space with the other women. Um, and we went 12 hours and what I loved about that, you know, physically it was, it, it takes a toll, but what I loved about it is that, you know, we're on the, the Pacific coast. And so usually when we start the pussy rave, we have women from Asia that are on with us. And then if we dance long enough, we go all the way around, you know, the time zone, I call it, we lap the globe mm -hmm. and we start hitting women in Asia who are waking up. Mm -hmm. And the time that we went all the way around, we literally lapped the globe, came back through the East coast. There was one woman, she said, I went to sleep listening to the music so I could keep, you know, so I could stay in the vibration. And she said, I woke up and the music was still playing. And I mm. looked at my, my clock and was like, oh my God, are they still going? And wow. she jumped back in. She's like, <laughs> oh my God. You're still going. Yeah. The time and the time does go by fast. Although I, I will say that my feet were sore the next day because I was barefoot when I was dancing. I, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize what the after would be. And I was, I was so energized. Like my body was vibrating for days after. So of course I've come back. I've, I've attended another one and I will be there on the 18th. You know, I'm going to be there. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's, there's so much, so much to that. And yeah, I'm just thinking if there's anything else I wanted to add is I want people that are listening to try it because you don't, you know, it's like anything that, you know, if if there's a fear there, even just the word or in dancing, just know that there's many ways for you to show up. Just come participate. Just say yes and hop on a Zoom call, download the music app and try it because it is worth every minute of your time to experience something that if it feels uncomfortable for you, oftentimes that's where you find the treasure and so this is, this is you, you create a treasure map is what you do when you run the pussy rave. That's going to be my new word for it is you're creating a Ooh. treasure map. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it, it like of all the things I do and I do, I mean, I, I do individual coaching. I do group coaching, you know, um, the pussy rave is like my baby, you know, mm -hmm. because this, it, it, I have such um, you know, belief and conviction in the, the transformational power of this experience of dancing, um, to this, this kind of music that that's being served up, um, the medicine we serve at the pussy rave, you know, it's a psychedelic journey. Um, and, and it's, it's really beautiful too, because in a way it's a love letter, um, to, to all the women, you know, from, uh, from Garth really. Right. You know, as he channels this music, because he'll ask me, you know, what are themes that you want? Cause he likes, you know, sometimes he'll ask me for a theme and I'll be like, Oh, I want everybody to really feel like they can be, you know, super witchy and that, you know, maybe you can throw in some songs about candy. Cause I want women to stop giving their candy away for free and understand, you know, the power of this or that, you know, and I'll, I'll say some kind of you know, kind of out there stuff that, you know, we might talk about amongst ourselves, right. To him. And he's not kind of in this, you know, this realm, even though he is, I'd say definitely also a witch, a bitch and a whore himself mm -hmm. in many ways. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, cause a lot of times in the chat, they'll be like, the hound is an honorary whore. And I'm like, it's not even honorary. He's literally a whore also. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, there's no honorary. There's no, there's no accident that he's here with us. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, he, one of the things that, that I loved 
about him the most when I first met him was his relationship to the, to the feminine, in his life, like his relationship to his mother, um, you know, his relationship to his daughter, to his sister, to, um, you know, even his ex-wife, you know, was, was really beautiful to me. And so he really has a love of, of, of women. And, you know, that's also coming through the music, Mm -hmm. um, as well as he really has an encyclopedic knowledge of dance music and he's pulling, not just from, from, from now, a lot of times I'll ask him, I'm like, is this from now? Or is this old? And he'll be like, oh, this is 30 years old. And I'm like, what, you know, cause it's like, Mm. he's, he's creating, you know, this dance journey experience pulling from, you know, all different times. And, and sometimes the, and he's listening to the messages in the music. Um, and it's like, we're being given messages from the past, you know, mm. of empowerment. Right. Mm. And it's, the music is, the music is magical for yeah. sure. So however that's happening on his side, I love that you've just described that piece about the moon. Cause I don't know that you've talked about that at the pussy rave. Like I didn't realize that that's kind of how the visual is happening and how he's channeling it. Like that's a really, that makes a lot of sense now what's coming through because we can feel when the energy shifts and then the music and then the music shifts like in, in, in the container of the, the actual ceremony of the pussy rave, there are energy shifts that happen, right? That first, that first chunk of time passes and then, Ooh, the vortex opens. We're all in it. And then like an hour goes by and the energy shifts again. And the music is definitely reflective of that for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and he is, he is, you know, cause there are something that will happen where he'll, it'll take over and he goes into a, a like a pure flow state. And mm. it's like, he says the, the records are picking themselves. Mm. And, um, you know, last time there were a couple of times where he dropped a big beat at a, like a, at a peak energy moment. And you see what's happening in my eyes are feeling with tears because I felt it so deeply and I paused to look at if everyone was feeling it. And then of course you could see some people chatting like, Whoa, (laughs) everyone was coming in like, Whoa, like we felt that wave around the world. So that's what I mean. The space, space and time doesn't matter. Space and time doesn't matter. Yeah. It It doesn't matter. it, It really doesn't matter. And, and like, there's so many lessons that you know, I've learned just from, from hosting and watching and, and seeing people's reactions to the music. And, you know, one common, one common thing that happens with people who haven't been exposed to this kind of music before is like, literally what the fuck is this music is oh, kind yeah. of a theme of the pussy rave because people who are, whose ears have been conditioned to commercial music, mm-hmm. which to me, and, and, you know, I had to, I had to get my ear attuned to actually good music. Cause when I first met Garth, I was attuned to commercial music and, and thought it was great. But once you, you, you get your ear attuned to this kind of music, commercial music, even by some of the biggest stars just feels dead. Um, and, and it's because they've, they, uh, it's like, I call it the original vibration. They've lost the original vibration. They've, the, the original energy of, of human connection, human emotion, you know, human love and, you know, the, the, the music that we're playing is also, I believe, attuning the, the women or, and we, we also, men are like totally welcome to listen in. That's why we, one of the reasons we have the, the music separate is that anyone can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be on the zoom to listen to the no. music. You can listen to it through the app. Yeah. And you still get the effects. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So I want to go back to which bitch whore because the yes. pussy rave is so important and we're going to put all the details in there. And I'm glad yes. that we talked about that at length because it really was, well, first of all, it was my first experience with you and the magic that you do in the world. And then witnessing you and the work that you're doing with women around which bitch whore. I want to go back to that because I know that you do that work one-on-one as a coach. You do that work in group sessions. You have a mastermind called Audacious, 
Mm -hmm. right? Um, You also have Bitch Rehab, all of these different programs. So talk to us a little bit about how you are doing this work for others. Like, what is it like to go through that process? I, you know, it, it literally is my, you know, my joy of being right. My, my job, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, joy of being, uh, got that. <laughs> J-O-B. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's what I was put here for. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things that I, I do a lot with women is I really work with what I call the, the three E's of freedom, which is empowerment, embodiment, and expression. Um, and, you know, working to bring, you know, the most empowered aspects of somebody forward um, so that they, you know, can really truly embody, you know, what it is that they're, they're here to, to, to preach, so to speak, um, what they're here to teach, because, you know, some women will have, I have, a, I have a client, she has a brand called the incredibly confident woman. And when she came to me, that was not who I saw, you know, that, that was not who she was, right. She's like, had all this knowledge, all this information had been doing all this work on herself, but the, the visibility wounds that a lot of women have of, of actually stepping forward and saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Right. And especially if it has anything to do in the witch or bitch or whore realm, you mm-hmm. know, if you're a sex coach or, or you're an intuitive healer, like some people can't even say the word intuitive to their family. So it's really working with women to, be able to truly express themselves, embody, you know, the most empowered aspects of themselves and, um, you know, be who they truly want to be here in this world, um, to, to be the version of themselves, you know, to have the lives of their wildest dreams, because, you know, so many of us have been taught to, you know, squelch our desire that we're not allowed to have desires that mm-hmm. we can't be visible. If we're visible, we'll be attacked. And, you know, that is the experience that a lot of us have when we start to be visible, you know, some people just, it's not okay. It's like, we have to pull her back down. Um, you know, so I work one-on-one with, with people a lot in these areas. Um, and I have, I have two group programs that I, that I, that I run. One is called the witch Bitchwar experience. Um, and that's a month on each archetype. And, mm you know, for me, it's really about defining what that word means for each woman individually, because my witch is not your witch, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, and, and there's been, I think this like Hollywoodization uh, of which that makes people think it's this black hat and, you know, they're Wiccan or pagan, or they do this or that. And, and yes, could be all that, but the black hat is, is very Hollywood. Um, but what does it mean for you to be spiritually empowered and expressed? You know, what does it mean for you, you know, to, to be able to create the life that you want and to, to set the boundaries and to keep yourself safe? What does it mean to, to express yourself creatively or sexually? Um, and then bitch rehab was pure divine guidance. Um, that was like, and I got bitch rehab from, I ran two rounds of witch bitch experience. And I saw that the biggest challenge that, that most women were having was with the bitch archetype was, was with empowering themselves to, you know, speak their truth, to mm-hmm. keep themselves safe, to, um, set their boundaries to say, no, I'm not available for this anymore. No, you know, or, or yes, this is what I want. And, you know, there's also, I think, a misunderstanding of what the word bitch is, which also I think comes from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, you know, a bitch is this evil, cruel, nasty woman. Um, and the word bitch, you know, at least in the English language is, you know, a female dog. And what I see in a lot of the conditioning that has happened to a lot of women, it's almost like 
dog training like, you know, that it's like you, you step out of line, we, we're going to rip you on the choke collar and pull you back down so mm-hmm. that you don't speak again. And, you know, so bitch to me was the most important one for women to really get grounded in because bitch is the foundation. If, if bitch is not strong, you don't feel safe and empowered in the world. Um, and it's harder to express, you know, in, in, in the witch and, in, in, in horror realms, if you don't feel safe and, and safety first is really, really the thing. So, and the other thing that I think stops a lot of women is what I call the inner bitch, you know, which is the inner critic or is the one that's constantly telling you it's us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, we're the ones controlling ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's bitch rehab. And then I'm getting ready to launch audacious, which is, is, is launching the beginning of February, 2020, what year are we in 2022? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, I'm really excited about this because, you know, this is, how do we go about being and creating audaciously? You know, what does it mean, um, to, to have audacity. And, you know, I looked that word up in the dictionary and it's, you know, bold and brazen are two of the words. Mm, Like I I love brazen. I love that word brazen. Mm -hmm. It's good. We don't use it enough. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but the word brazen, um, bold, not so much, but the word brazen and the word audacious, there's almost like, again, like the words pussy and witch and bitch and whore and rape. There's, there's an undertone of, it's not okay. Like to be audacious, like that's a little like, Oh, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, like tone it, t- tone it, tone down, it down. down. Do you have like, to be that much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like a lot of what, what I do is like, what would it be like to be a little bit more over the top? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I took it to the next level and, you know, and, and in my own nervous system, people think I don't get afraid. You know, they're like, I never thought you'd get it. I did a whole podcast on, I am actually afraid a lot of the time. I just take action. Um, you know, and so what would it be like, you know, to, to, to express like this? And then how do I handle my nervous system, you know, as I'm stepping out and being mm. brazen and being bold because the word brazen, which is a fun word. It's also like, you know, there's always, at least in the back of our mind, sometimes like, oh, if I'm audacious, everyone's going to hate me. If I do this, then no one will like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's this, you know, whether that's the inner bitch or my inner voice of self-doubt, you know, so what would it look like if a woman was like, I'm just going to unapologetically see what it's like to own audacious. And so mm-hmm. I'm taking a group of 10 women. This is going to be my next, um, my next experience. I call everything I do an experience because yeah. that's what it is. It's, it is yeah. an experience. Um, I love that. And what you're talking about too, is that sort of need to belong. Will that belonging need be compromised or will I still belong here or there or there or there if I'm this? And so I, I, I love the way that you've just described that. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause what I see most, what I see a lot is, is fear of rejection, which is something I've worked mm-hmm. with a lot, um, which is not belonging. Mm-hmm. which is not being accepted, which is not being loved. And there's, there's, there's a whole getting cast out, you know, thrown out, no longer belonging energy that comes along with owning any of these words, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'd say in particular, which, right. Like, which is one of the most tidy mm-hmm. uh, of the words, right. Which is hide. Well, um, let me give you a, let me give you a little shout out on how the work that you've done and, as we spoke of Reverend Brianna Lynn, 
I told you I've been working deeply in this witch movement. And so I, I did start this Facebook group called Witch Power. And it's it. really to explore two words also that are uncomfortable. Women are always very uncomfortable to like use the word as themselves as powerful. So I, you know, taking your lead and Reverend Brianna Lynn's lead, I launched this Facebook group as a place to come in and discuss these topics and be able to go live, ask questions. And um, it it's amazing to me how fast it grew, like it's touched a nerve, just like the work you're doing. It, these words have touched a nerve. And there's a lot of people that are coming into the group that would not call themselves a witch, but know that they are because right. of the word. And so this is, you know, me telling you that the work you've done has also laid the foundation for the work that I'm now doing. So if you think of collectively how many people you're reaching, reaching me, now I'm reaching others, like look at how many tendrils the work you're doing is putting out to the world. So a big shout out to you for that. Deep bow, woman, deep bow. Oh, thank you. I, I want to say one thing related to that because, you know, this is an, an audacious thing that, that I've been saying since the beginning. Um, my target audience is 4 billion women mm. because I believe that's how many women are not yet free. And mm. when when people hear that uh, from me, sometimes they say that that's a, that's ridiculous, you know? And I'm like, I know. You know, this is, this is like, <laughs> I'm setting a really, really big goal, but it's not me mm. doing it. It's the ripple effect. It's the butterfly effect. It's exactly what you just said. It's like something clicked in you where you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. And all of a I'm sudden. I'm going to be audacious. That was yeah. me being audacious. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you know what? I'm calling this thing witch power. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, that there isn't one already called that is uh, none anywhere. <laughs> that's nuts. Cause that's like super divine guidance. You were meant mm -hmm. to own that. Cause that mm -hmm. the fact that someone's not already doing that is bananas to me. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is how we do the work. Like this is how we wake up the women to the power that we have. Cause to me, once the women are back in power, you know, then that's when we can shift the trajectory of the world, which is currently, I would say most people think is possibly on a one way, you know, ticket to hell. So, mm -hmm. you Destruction know, path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are literally like destroying ourselves. And so any way that, that we can start to reverse that trajectory. And, you know, to me, it's, it's through the work that I'm doing through the work that you're doing through the work that, you know, anyone who is listening to this, because I'm sure that, that the people are, who are attracted to this podcast are doing really important work in the world. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. And Amy, this is amazing. Thank you. You are, you are uh, a breath of fresh air and an edge of discomfort all at the same time. And I love it. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I'm going to use that. A breath of fresh air and an edge of discomfort. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. And I'm so glad that we met. And I hope when you start having pussy raves in person that you take my invitation up to come to Colorado to my mountain retreat, you know, just, just know that there is a door open in Colorado when you ever come this direction or Hawaii. Cause you know, I'm going there soon. I mean, we can I, be in both places. Yeah. I will happily bring, I, I would love to bring the pussy rave to, to either of those places. Yes. That um, would be amazing. So we are going to put all of your social media links in the show notes, your website, your podcast, the pussy rave registration link. I want everyone to check out as much as they can about you and get involved. And the show will definitely be out before the audacious mastermind starts. So people will have time to check that out. But if not, just check out her links and, and see what experience she's brewing in her cauldron next. 
<laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. This has been such a joy. I could talk to you for hours, but I know, I know. we want to, we want to wrap it I up. Know. So, so I, fun. I could talk to you for hours too. And I look forward to all of the work we're going to do together in the world. And again, just a deep bow for what you're doing. It is, uh, it's important work and I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you and for this opportunity. Thank you. And for those of you listening, the best way that you can support this show is share it with someone who you think would benefit from listening. Yes, rating and reviews matter, but what really matters is sharing. Sharing is caring. So share this link far and wide, and we will be back again soon. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 